Hello and welcome to the Nefer Coaches Corner podcast. This May, we were joined by Boris Kubler, Head of Education at the Croatian Football Association. It was a fascinating 90 minutes learning about how the Croatians have developed a system of developing coaches that have gone on to produce some of the best players in the world over the last generation. Myself, Fry McKnight, was joined by Head of Academy at Nefer Spencer Fern, and it was a fascinating 90 minutes that anybody that's interested in coach development, player development, or indeed how you go about producing players will find massively interesting. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and we look forward to you joining us again soon. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Nefer Coaches Corner. In fact, this is, believe it or not, the fifth in the series, and um, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome each and every one of you onto the webinar tonight. My name's Ryan McKnight. I'm the Chief Executive uh, at the North of England Football Academy, and I am absolutely as excited as I think I've ever been about a webinar uh, tonight. We've got such a special guest, which we're going to introduce properly very, very shortly. Um, but before we do get going, just a little bit of housekeeping uh, for those that are tuning in uh, tonight. If you, want to, um, if you want to share your details tonight, do a bit of networking, LinkedIn address, uh, Twitter profile, anything like that, please do it in the chat box. If you've got any sort of general comments about the things that are being said, the chat box is the absolute place for it. But for those of you that have joined us um, previously, you know that we absolutely love to get your questions into our guests um, and the Q&A box is the area for that. That just makes my job much, much easier and I will endeavour to get all the questions across to Boris across the next 90 minutes. As always, I'm joined by NEFA's Head of Academy, Spencer Fern. Spencer, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Ryan. I'm very well. How are you? Uh, I'm excited, Spencer. I'm excited. I know. You, you've been like this all day. I very am. excited. Good. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you know, um, we've had some great guests, haven't we, Spencer, um, in, in the previous Coaches uh, Corner. Um, and, and tonight we've raised our bar yet again. Um, so um, I'm going to hand over uh, to you to, to introduce Boris. Thank you, Ryan. Well, good evening, everybody. Um, tonight we're joined by the Head of Coach Education for the Croatian FA and UEFA Pro Licence Holder, Professor Boris Kubler. Now, he's now in his 23rd year working for the World Cup 2018 finalists, and he also lectures on the Pro Licence, the UEFA A and UEFA B courses. Boris has also worked for Dinamo, between 2007 and 2009 as assistant manager was integral to their National Cup winning success, as well as the development of some pretty good players, including Modric and Louvren. So a warm welcome, Boris. Delighted that you can join us this evening. Hi, guys. It is a pleasure to join you here. I'm delighted to be part of this uh, uh, show and I'm here use my opportunity to give regards to the old audience that is now here with us. That's brilliant. Thank you, Boris. Well, before we get stuck into the, the many, many questions that we have, as we all know, Ryan loves a poll, don't you, Ryan? So I'll hand I, back I, over to you. I live, I live for polls, Spencer. I absolutely live for polls. 
Um, and for those of you that have joined us before, you know we like to start the night off with a bit of a poll, get the mental juices flowing. For those of you that haven't joined us before, just a bit of interaction to get things going. And tonight, Spencer, is a very, very difficult uh, question. You know, I've got three kids and this is this is harder than choosing their own name, you know, where they go to school, what my next mortgage is going to be. That's all easy in comparison to answering this question. And the question is, who is the best ever Croatian footballer? So I'm just going to I'm going to launch the poll and I'm going to give people just a minute to um, uh, to answer um, and we'll see what results come uh, through so um, uh, there is some absolutely astonishingly good footballers um, uh, on there so uh, have a read right the way down to the bottom of the list before you make your decision um, and whilst you're doing that I'll just recap on the bit of the housekeeping that we've got tonight as I say feel free to share some of your contact details I'll be sharing my LinkedIn details a little bit later on um, and I'll be sharing details as well about uh, the North England Football Academy, our website, our different programmes that we've run um, and where you can get us on social media as well. So feel free to do that. There's some great people on the call tonight um, and you might be able to pick up one or two little contacts as well. Um, so I'll just give that. Um, there's a few of you that still haven't voted. So I'll just give it a few more, few more questions, a uh, few more seconds um, and then uh, and then we'll stop and we'll and we'll see. We'll see what has come out on top. Okay, let's stop it there. And I will share the results. So Modric Spencer, Modric is on the top. I've got to come to you, Spencer. Who would you have said? I would have gone with Davos Suka, um, a top striker, leading goal scorer for Croatia. But I remember, and maybe you're a bit too young, Ryan, but I remember that goal against Denmark at Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday Stadium back in Euro 96 when he chipped Schmeichel. So... Uh, that's a goal that's uh, always stuck with me. So I've gone for Suka. What about you? Well, first of all, thank you for commenting on my youthful looks. Um, uh, I, did, <laughs> I did actually remember that goal. Fantastic goal. You know, Spencer, I was born in the early 80s. I was a sort of 90s child. What were we all doing in the 90s on a weekend? Channel 4, Italian football, Boris. There was one man that defined it for me, an absolute giant at AC Milan. Boban, what a player. What an what a what a god of football. Not only the player, just the way he looked, the way everything about him, astonishing player. I think I've I think I've done a good job on, on my answer there, Spencer. Yeah, you're, you're definitely a fan. You're definitely a fan, right? So Boris, who, who would you choose? Well, guys, uh, it was very hard to choose uh, from that list. Uh, I remember those players from 1998 generation, which, re which uh, holds uh, third place in France. And we know that there was a Boban, Shuka, Prosinecki, so many great players that uh, have uh, history in Croatia. But also today we have so many excellent players and one of them is still playing, uh, Luka Modric. We can really agree that he is now the best player. He was also chosen as the best player in the world 2019 with the golden ball. And uh, I think that, uh, well, he, he is really amazing and we are very proud of him that he still plays and he is one of the best players in Real. And he is over 30 years, 35 years old. Yeah. He's around, around it. 
And um, well, he became a player uh, around uh, when he was 23. So it is, it is amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, it is amazing really to have him yeah. still in player. our team. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's no boba. He's no boba. It is a very hard question. I think that, uh, well, those players on the list was really amazing. And uh, really, if you, if you look at that games, you can really choose uh, assistance and goals and uh, some uh, events from the games that we can choose for our generation in the education system. And this is really useful to, to know what is really football all about. And I think that that is a great list. Uh, I really can say that there are some, some more can be on that list. But yeah. uh, for that uh, list, we are a very small country. So it is very big list. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad that Dario Simic made it because Ryan wasn't going to put him in earlier, Boris. But I'm glad he made, I'm glad he made the final. So thanks for that. Yeah, he but, is so welcome, player. Boris. Um, Absolutely delighted that you're joining us tonight and uh, really appreciate giving up your time to obviously enlighten us as coaches and uh, share some of your wisdom uh, and what happens in Croatia. But obviously, your role is at the head of coach education uh, for the Federation in Croatia. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and, and the job that you do? Yes. Uh, well, now I'm head of education here in Croatia. Uh, my boss, Mr. Vatoslav Mihocic, left uh, in September last year. And uh, he joined to Niko Kovac team uh, as, a, as a goalkeeper coach. And uh, this I will use to congratulate them to, to qualify in French league to be part of the uh, maybe, maybe uh, Champions League. Uh, and my role is uh, to care about education, I care about um, coaches, uh, educate them on the different levels, uh, improve them, uh, organize webinars, uh, workshops uh, for coaches my my big role is to develop coaches and because they will do the best uh, job in uh, coaching they will work with the players um, i also i'm in charge uh, in licensing system to care about the coaches which are um, in the clubs they have to have license to work in the club and that is the i think main main role that, that I do temporarily as a head of education. I was, I was reading somewhere, Boris, uh, doing research you know, preparation for this, that in, in Croatia, there's no real volunteer coaches. Is that correct? And that most coaches are paid either by the club or by the, the local authorities? Yes, yes, that is something that is interesting uh, because, uh, well, we have uh, some philosophy that we would like to have uh, responsible coaches uh, that they are working with the kids, especially. Uh, they have responsibility to develop them to work very, very good, uh, and that they have have to be paid for it. And um, I think that is a good circle that uh, they are they are also uh, have some award for that work. Well, they have to have passion for for uh, coach work. They have to have knowledge, and also they have appropriate approach to everyone. But on the other hand, they spend some time on the field. They spend some time with other kids. Maybe they uh, will have opportunity to become good player. So that is something, it is come, some kind of reward that he will get during that work and time he spent uh, on development of the players and uh, the football uh, in total. Yeah. 
Yeah, excellent. No, it sounds good and obviously very different to what happens in England because our grassroots system, most people are volunteers, um, but obviously a different structure in Croatia, which uh, is clearly a paying dividends. Yes, so maybe, sorry, the... sorry, maybe maybe it will be good to, to maybe explain that uh, uh, our economy is not very large and strong as uh, in UK. So uh, people have to have uh, some job that they will have some salary for the uh, time they spend during the work. And uh, if they will not work in any other place or in any other company, they will be under such, some kind of... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, obviously, the, the Croatian team, which we've just mentioned, uh, in 1998, uh, got to the semi-final, got third place. Uh, and of course, uh, 2018, uh, you beat a certain nation in the semi-final, and we won't talk about that too much. Um, but, you know, as Ryan uh, mentioned you know, before we came on there, Croatia has a population of just 4.2 million people, give or take a few hundred thousand. But what can you tell us about Croatia and, you know, the, the culture uh, in terms of football? What's it like in Croatia? Well, football is a very, very popular sport in Croatia. All our nation is dedicated to the football. Um, we have very passionate fans. Uh, they, they have philosophy of follow our team everywhere. You recognize them as a red, white coops that they have on the T-shirts. And um, we have uh, 124,000 players in Croatia that are playing football. And when you compare with the four and a half million, it is something that is a big, big, uh, big part. Uh, we have also so many uh, good players, uh, Lovren, Chorluka, Mandzukic, Kramaric, Modric, uh, successful coaches. So we are everywhere we can say, and uh, people want to, uh, to follow uh, great people, successful people in sport, uh, they uh, forget any other trouble they have in real life, so they really enjoy to be a fan of the football. Uh, we have also young players that are coming on the stage, uh, so, so many in that train are coming. Uh, young coaches also are developed in our academy, and uh, all that picture together is something that is also uh, creating that uh, excellent environment in football with so many fans, so many people that are dedicated to the football as a sport. I remember, um, I think we mentioned when we spoke the other week, Boris, in 2004, I went to the England-Croatia game. Uh, me and my mates, we were stood next to the Croatia fans and the noise was deafening, absolutely unbelievable. You could see the passion uh, for the football team there. And uh, one of the very rare occasions that England actually got a positive result against Croatia. So... Uh, I remember that, you know, very clearly. Great passion. Oh, okay, thank you. Right, I think we're going to touch on a bit of player development next, aren't we? And a few questions relating to that. I mean, you've obviously got great players um, in Croatia, but you've also got some tremendous clubs as well, haven't you, Boris? And um, you know, sort of Dynamo Zagreb, you know, one of the biggest, one of the you know, one of the most famous names, really, I guess, in European football as well. But they've got an unbelievable track record um, at, at developing players and you know what would you say the real sort of core reasons for why what, what why they're able to do that especially compared to sort of other Croatian clubs as well because those guys are producing I guess a sort of disproportionate amount and quality yeah you're right uh, Dinamo Zagreb is our best club in Croatia uh, they are really amazing uh, 
uh, they are again winners of uh, our league uh, and also our cup in Croatia and um, they have excellent organization in the club uh, so many educated coaches uh, dedicated to the work with the talented players um, excellent scouting system and work in the club uh, they have also good net and connection with the small clubs also uh, spread all over Croatia, but not only in Croatia, also out of Croatia, uh, how to identify the talented players. And that is something that is also uh, needed in the, in the big club to care about the players, to every each of them and try to develop each of them to find the best one. And also uh, then uh, deliver uh, those quality players to, to the other clubs in Croatia, if possible, if not, uh, if they are uh, overlapping that quality and <laughs> they, they left abroad and, and, and go uh, in, in some, some uh, excellent clubs uh, in Europe. So that is something that I think is uh, the key, the good organization, ed educated coaches, uh, big support of everyone mm -hmm. and uh, good connection and net around uh, the club with the small clubs, which are also uh, part of that scouting process then uh, yeah who who who, who, the are the other, who are the other who are the other clubs Boris that you really like in Croatia who are the clubs that you feel are on the up in terms of player development youth development uh, well uh, the other one is a uh, Hajduk split we have also this year Osijek uh, as a as a uh, club which is growing and there are there are also Rijeka uh, those four clubs are, are really, really, really high quality and trained and organized uh, clubs. But as you said, we are a very small country. And when you catch four clubs, that is almost uh, half of our league. We have 10, 10 uh, clubs in our first league. So uh, this is something that uh, really uh, shows us that uh, producing of the players and the quality of the games uh, can uh, really develop players and uh, feel our national A team, and it is still running like that. Mm. I know Spencer's going to come on to in terms of some of the specifics about what goes on uh, at, at Dynamo as well. But in terms of when the players are arriving at club, just in terms of the sort of culture of those very young players, what are their practice habits? You know, would you know here in England we're seeing. You know, no ball games everywhere. Oh, you can't play there. You can't play there. What's it like in Croatia? Do, do kids want to go out and play by themselves in the streets and just practice? Well, I can say that things changed. Things changed. Uh, so many programs on television, uh, so many games, uh, internet. That is something that also uh, gives some changes uh, in education. Uh, sorry, in uh, uh, development of the players and they are having some interests which are not uh, like before to go out and play on the playground to play with the ball but still we have that on the on, uh, in Croatia uh, on the streets many many of them are not there but they are going on the playgrounds they play football but mostly we try in clubs to organize organize some uh, activities that they will come in the club they will play in the club, they will stay in the club and play with other children, with other players. Um, they will have interest to be in the club. And uh, I think uh, 
in these uh, terms, we try to uh, occupy them with the club and the football because otherwise they will come home and they will watch TV, they will uh, play games on the internet and it will be something like sitting and lying in the bed, nothing special. And this is not good for activity and for playing football. Yeah, I think something we've seen over here in the, the last few decades, Ryan, you know, when when we were young lads many years ago, we we're out every day playing until it went dark and uh, you don't really see it that much anymore. The, you know, many, many different distractions. There was a, there was a rumour Boban never went home. <laughs> yeah. Just he played for home. 24 hours every day. Played 24 hours a day, just he never went. <laughs> OK. Um, Boris, uh, as, uh, as I mentioned when we met um, a week or so ago, I've been reading on Zagreb and... Um, what they were saying that they cover three key areas with players, uh, which is analytical, synthetic, and situational. Do you want to give a bit of a description of what those phrases mean and how they work? Uh, well, that is something that is uh, chosen from methodical work and approach. Uh, so when when you try to explain to the players and uh, give them some tasks to do and they don't understand in the first place, they will try to uh, uh, divide them in analytical way to the few uh, uh, few few parts of, of that uh, uh, exercise that is in a in a total different, and uh, they try to develop them in the every single of them, and then they would like to give them uh, uh, possibilities how to learn and how to do it in a better way. And then they connect it in a, uh, together in a whole and try to use it in some uh, synthetical way in exercise that will uh, use it in a tactic or tactics solution. So it is something that we use uh, as a methodical approach. And it is not always like that. But sometimes when it's hard to understand uh, in total what we want from them, I then don't catch in the first place, everything. Then we try to uh, divide it in the in the few small pictures. We can say few small pictures, and then put it in together in the big picture, which will be shown as a as a, as a final product of the of the work on the field. Yeah. So that really and, progression up from the yeah, the, the smaller yeah. practice to the, the situation. Yes, because we, because we want want players to understand why they are doing. It's not just a drill. It's not just the exercise. Okay, repeat it again and again and again and again. If you don't know why you are doing, you have to understand. If you understand, then you can use it uh, usually in some solution that you will choose from the game. Uh, you give them possibilities. They, they will have possibilities. And if they are uh, clever and they uh, are situ uh, in situation very understandable for the situation, they will, they will choose the right one and they will choose good solution. For example, if when you when you see Modric, he will choose in every moment, every single situation, he will choose the right one. The the ball is like in the box because of the quality of the tactics under the techniques under the pressure, but situationally he is very 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 uh, in a high level. So that is why he is one of the best players, even best player in the, in the world. Yeah. So, so with the, with the coaches, do you encourage them, Boris, to to when they're do, about to do a practice, to explain why to the players why they're doing this practice and, and what the intended outcomes are? Yeah, this is interesting question because uh, uh, you have to uh, show them the road 
and the way to understand why they are doing. It's not just to say it is like that, or you have to give them a solution and he will repeat and that is that, because he has to recognize that situation tomorrow and day after tomorrow in the game, and then he has to understand why he will do it, and it it, it is a process of accept every single situation and philosophy with the principles principles of the uh, space and the time and react reaction and also quality of the techniques that will be something that will help them to use it during those solutions they will choose and i i, I gather it's very much like player ownership and getting the players to take ownership of, of the learning themselves with just some top-down guidance from the coach is that what's encouraged with the yeah. Croatian coaches yeah 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 Okay, so thank you, Brian. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting that, isn't it? Because you know, just to just to build on that question, Boris. I mean, because you you know you see a lot of maybe like South American players, and they seem to be playing kind of a little bit like off the cuff, bit sort of they just go and play, but they're they're absolutely unbelievable players, fantastic players. You know, I look at the sort of Croatian players, and you know, they're almost playing deliberately a high. Uh, you know, it's not it's not off the cuff. And do you feel like a lot of those top players that we spoke about before, you Modric, that you know they could explain why it is that they're what they're what they're doing? You know they've got the intelligence behind it. Yes. Uh, well, uh, when when you see players that they are playing very good football, they pass some pathway of the uh, development, and sometimes it's it is just a game on the field on the beach somewhere. I don't know anywhere. Yes, but they develop themselves during that period and how many hours they spend in that development, playing games and doing exercises and uh, making uh, some exercises or games in the training sessions. That is something that will maybe improve them as a player later. And talented players will have shorter way because they will quick understand everything and they will catch the best points immediately and they will uh, develop themselves in a short time. Mm. But there are also players which are not in that position. So they have some easier way and they will stay on the level, maybe in the national league or in the lower level club or in even they will stop play football. So that is the differences that we will see in development process. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah, uh, Spencer, it's time to bring in our first um, uh, pre-question, uh, and it's uh, a question from uh, uh, Ashley. So I'm going to yep. just bring Ashley in. Ash, can you hear us? Can. Good evening, Ash. How are you? Evening, Good Ash. All. Evening, Boris. Good evening. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, fine, right. At what age uh, do you define playing positions? Okay. Um, well, uh, it is hard to uh, give positions for the players in the early ages. I think that uh, is always uh, important to give to every each of player possibilities to grow and develop themselves. Uh, we try to rotate them and try to give them experience as a players. Why is that? Because you don't know in early ages that they will play on left position, in the middle position, 
uh, in defense line or uh, as an attacker, because so many important things will be also important during the uh, ages that they will maybe change that position. But if you give them experience in different possi uh, possible places where they uh, possibly can play, uh, you can maybe solve some weaknesses they have during that uh, development and you will reduce it if possible. If you put them in early ages on the one place, he will not possibly know what is going on. I have a good example for uh, that question. Uh, that is that maybe goalkeeper has to be sometimes as attacker to see other goalkeeper in front of him and understand what is going on when someone is going on the goal or the other side that attacker will go on the goal to understand what happened when attacker, uh, uh, well, when goalkeeper is uh, on the goal and attacker will come. So that is, for example, something that is interesting to find out during the training process in early ages when everyone can change uh, some of them will be biologically very fast to grow. Some of them will be later uh, grown. And this is something that I think is not possible to say in early ages. But later, you will see as a coach importance of every each position, which will be better than the others have. And then you can force him to be on that place to develop himself and uh, qualities for that position or few positions. Because universal uh, players now uh, you have to have in the team, especially in the national team. And if something happened, you can choose someone on the different position. And that is the quality of the talented player to play different positions. Ash, do you, want, do you want to come back with a comment to that? Uh, I, I totally agree. We did this with uh, one of our left-backs who's been playing there. Uh, we put him in uh, central midfield recently uh, just to see, if, see him in a 360 view, uh, to challenge him, his awareness uh, all around the pitch, not just in front and at the side of him. Uh, and it, it, I think it will help him further on. Would you have an age group when you try and specifically uh, pinpoint someone? Would it be youth phase or would you probably say in the 18-plus? Well, um, I think that uh, every every player, every player uh, which are uh, in the in the team, has to know his job, what to do, and every each of every each player has to know uh, what is the his quality and the, his uh, 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 weakness that he has, and use only best best thing. So when, when we think about uh, players in adult team, when they are uh, after uh, 18 years old, uh, they are grown and they, uh, the behaviors are coming same like adults, same for like adults, and it's easier to, to find a good, good and interesting position for him. And I think that uh, it's not, I think that it's not very good for player to go out of uh, country when uh, it's not uh, grown, when it's not finished as a player, it's too early because he will burned out 
species and uh, he will not be able to to grow and uh, maybe he will come back and you will lose some player you will lose him uh, as a player and you will not have the best of him brilliant ash is that a yeah, yeah. question no, good yeah yeah. Just on that, yeah. Boris, uh, you mentioned a little bit about late developers. So what kind of systems do clubs in Croatia have for the for the late developers? Uh, in England, I mean, I don't know the exact stat, but the, generally it's the first three months of the year that the, most of the academy players are born. So, so the smaller ones sometimes get pushed to one side. Do Croatia do anything over there for the late developers? Uh, that is the all. That is always question. Uh, what is the right way? Uh, we uh, we are looking for solutions also in other countries, in other teams out of Croatia. What they are doing, but in Croatia we we still have uh, opportunity for ages to play uh, in the different in the different leagues. For example, uh, well, when we say we have uh, juniors, for example, under. 19 and 18 they can play also for us for the team which will be in the lower league so the smallest players or later matures they are they are born later they can they can then uh, have possibility to play because uh, sometimes you have players which are grown and they are very big mm-hmm. and the small one don't have power for uh, right uh, challenge with them and then they lose years of playing they lose some years of um, development, but you need to give him opportunity. And they uh, have in Croatia opportunity to play in the lower league uh, with, the, with the ages, same ages, not, not in lower ages, but in the same ages. And then they uh, develop themselves during the play in that league. Also, when we speak about young players, they have opportunity to come from the big club to the lower level club and they play for the adults also and try to develop themselves in the higher leagues. That is something that we have as example with uh, Luka Modric, he was also very small. He was later matured, he was born in September. So it is the last quarter of the year 8084. And uh, he he then uh, tried to uh, reach some team to play. But he was too small. Uh, there was another thing that uh, he was a refugee during the war. You know, in Croatia was in that time war uh, when he was uh, ten years, eleven years old. So he was refugee. So he left uh, his hometown and go on the coast, uh, so far away from the home. So that was another challenge for him. And uh, during those years in development, he tried to. Uh, find the good solution for him he has uh, one good coach with with him he was uh, dedicated to help him and he was dedicated to him in try to find the success he believed in him and uh, there was a long period since uh, 23rd 24 years old when he left croatia to find good club and possibility to uh, to grow as a player even Dinamo Zagreb was not sure uh, during development uh, how he will deal with with the with the strong players, with the with the quality players, with the national team players, and uh, he left that club in uh, Bosnia. He played one league in Bosnia, and he came back then and tried to uh, catch first team in Dinamo Zagreb. 
and that was the three years, three four years in Dinamo Zagreb when he catch uh, uh, top quality for Croatia, but then he left, you know, in Tottenham, and yeah. then was in at first time was not very uh, in a good position uh, since uh, Rent Cup came and give him opportunity to play. Another story, you know, that he yeah. uh, left uh, to Real Madrid and he's still there and he is still one of the best players. Yeah, yeah. Top player. uh, what, so, so you, you coached Modric, didn't you, Boris? So what age was Modric when you were coaching him? Uh, it was 2007. Uh, sorry, 2007, 2007 and 2008. Uh, he was, well, 80, 84. He was around 20 years, 21, 21. Okay. So uh, at the first place, uh, there was a strong team there uh, also. And uh, he left when he was 23. Uh, two, two years of uh, interesting years. And uh, uh, really, it was amazing to, to see how he grew and how he uh, became a great player. He, he was a captain when he left. But uh, in the beginning, uh, well, it was, it was a fight. It was, it was a strong, strong challenge for him. To, to, to improve and to find the good uh, game and good quality of playing. Yeah, but uh, as you alluded to before, Boris, he's, he's only, re you know, he's, I'm sure he's an unbelievably fit and strong player, but it's his root, his technical ability and his intelligence to play with the body that, he, that, that he's got. Um, I remember watching him play when he was at, at Spurs and he's still, he's still quite slight, isn't he? I wanted to ask you the question, would... Would a young player at 16 or 18 uh, be released out of a top Croatian club because he was too small? Would that ever be a reason for getting rid of a, a potentially technically good player in a Croatian club? Uh, we, we, can't, we can't make a points on that that you mentioned, but we can, we can say that there is always doubt that you have to um, think about it because there are a lot of players and sometimes you don't have enough time and every single coach, when he is a head coach of the first team, he needs to have time, but they don't have time. Mm. If you don't have time, that you will not choose players. Only if you have possibility to choose players uh, from the different uh, level of quality, then you will have opportunity to do it. If you have uh, imperative to be first, to catch UEFA League and Champions League because of uh, the selling of the player, because uh, we really need to say that we have to product players to live. If we don't have uh, players that will go out, then our, our uh, national team maybe, and our uh, clubs will not grow in the same place mm. because of the, uh, the, that kind of policy that they have. But uh, also, we have to mention that Dinamo Zagreb today is very uh, stable and is, he is not in situation like he was in that time when Luka Modric left, left Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah. So he has opportunity to keep every single player yeah. in the team and maybe sell one or maybe two. Mm -hmm. And in that time with Luka Modric was uh, also Chorluka, also Lovren, also Manjukic, it was a great team. It was a semi-national team there. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is really something that is amazing. And in that ages, they were not on the level 
like they are today and they were in 2018. So you have to wait for the players, you have to wait for the quality, and yeah. you have to be sure that you can uh, invest in the player with the work and with the everything else to develop him. Fantastic. Um, I think we're going to move on to a question from Ben. Um, so I'm just going to bring Ben in. Can you hear us, Ben? Hey there, Ben. No, I don't think Ben's there, but I have got his question. So I'll just ask Ben's question to you, uh, yeah. Boris. Uh, ben asked, um, we, want, we want to develop play here, players here, but helping them develop holistically. What are the key areas that you see when uh, that we can help as coaches in this space? So how can we as coaches help players develop holistically? Yeah, uh, well, we can say that it's important to uh, have holistic approach mm -hmm. and um, well, um, every single, every single um, uh, coach has uh, uh, his philosophy and uh, something that is important that we would like to say for development of the players that you have to find the right method how you will do it and give interaction with him how you would like to uh, give them good exercises and a good work. Um, every single player is different. Every individual is different. Uh, every coach is different. Relations, players and coach are different. So uh, when you develop player in terms of technique and tactic, you don't uh, forget psychological approach. You have to also think about something that is behavior that he will use to have during the uh, growing up. Um, you have to think about all motorical and specific they have. Uh, you, you can't say for every single player that he will be top player. Mm. So you have to develop him and mm. give them all possible and all, all possible possibilities to grow and develop and improve. Um, for example, if you have one player which is uh, shy, which is not uh, in front of the team, but he is a very good player, mm. you have to open him to the community, to the team uh, that he feels that is a part of the team. If you have, for example, uh, one which is uh, always first in everything, you have to explain that there are others, so you have to be really, really adaptable to the situation. And I think that uh, the main reason uh, that some coach is working very well is to recognize on time what to do and react on the time what to do and create environment for everyone that will be, feel safe, that will feel well, that they will uh, have good opportunity to, 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 to play football because every player is on the field because he wants to play football. It's not because coach is here. It's not because of anything. He wants to play football. That is the first task that coach has when player came to the club. And then is something that will give other things in the front of the uh, playing football. That is development. And first is football. 
You mentioned there, Boris, about um, creating a safe environment um, for the yeah. players. So I'd imagine this is where there, there's no fear of making mistakes. I mean, that, is that part of how you develop coaches in Croatia? That that is key uh, to player development, creating that safe environment. Yeah, that is very important. That is very important that uh, when we speak about especially young players, that they feel safe, that uh, they feel comfortable, they, they have, um, uh, they trust to the coach, that uh, they, they feel on the background support of the parents, that uh, also in the club you have so many uh, supportive people around, um, you have to create philosophy of positive environment to every single player uh, and also knowledge of the coach and um, uh, phases of adaptable uh, technique and tactic appropriate uh, exercises and games is something that will motivate player and that will uh, give player that safe environment that is something that is very important for every so if if we have uh, well, every single coach wants to be a winner. That is something that every coach has, but also every player wants to be winner. So sometimes it's not uh, <laughs> in the same, same direction because coach wants result and he forgot to develop player. And on the other hand, uh, a player is not very uh, satisfied because this uh, coach only wants results and there is no results so it's a bad uh, environment and that is something that really coach need to care about and that is something concerning that fantastic well that's brought us up to quarter past eight and we're gonna briefly pause for a break now but as always um uh, boris is gonna ask you guys uh, a question and it's gonna be a little task uh, for you guys to put your answers into the chat box during the break so uh boris what's the what's the question that you'd like to ask the guys uh, yeah i have one easy question why you want to be a coach and why you are coach why you are doing that job what very, is your very aim? Good. brilliant so there's the question from boris why are you coach what's the what's the purpose to it what's the aim put in the chat box your answer to that and please start populating your questions to Boris as well in the Q&A box as well. We've got a few there and I've had a few texts through as well, which is absolutely brilliant. So we'll come back Hello, in five uh, minutes. Hopefully so please we're all back. type um, your Boris, we've had some answers come through, so I'll share uh, some of those to Boris in the um, Q&A box. Answers. And we will see you one bang on 20 past eight. So we'll see you very passion. shortly. Uh, Bob says to help children to achieve their potential in a safe environment. Great answer. Scott says, enjoy developing players and hopefully helping them to have the same love of the game um, that I do. I think that's a great answer, Boris. I mean, do you, do, you, do you get the sense in Croatia that children love the game? And I know it seems like such a silly sentence to say, well, of course they, of course they love the game. But actually, a little bit like I spoke about before, in terms of how often they practice and what have you, maybe, maybe kids are falling out of love with the game, maybe the PlayStation is a bit more interesting. Maybe the internet is a bit more interesting. What do you feel? Do you feel the love for the game is still there in Croatia, in the young people? Well, uh, children are very happy when they come on the field. Uh, you, he smile on his, their faces. Uh, 
what they do first, they run through the field, they catch the ball, they take the ball, mm. and um, the smile is a sign that they really join uh, to be on the uh, field. Uh, I think that in uh, our clubs, uh, we really have good and motivated coaches that uh, try to um, to give to players, to young players, uh, everything they need in every single ages they uh, they have. Uh, I think that uh, that that really passion that uh, our players have is something that. Uh, still burn and still still have in, in, in our hearts and no matter no matter that they will come back home and they will have uh, some video games and internet interesting things to see some films I think that uh, they really join football they really love to come on the field they love to train mm. they love to watch games they they want to compete it they want to uh, develop they want to be same like our national players and that is something that motivate them still they, they are motivated good stuff good stuff just a few others i'll just name check the other what people that took the time to do it i love coaching kelvin says due to imparting uh, the little knowledge i accrued over the years in my career as well in learning new ideas which never stops in the in the game great answer um uh, ronald says I started for the love of the game, currently coaching because of the desire to master and learn it. Another great answer. Uh, Romy, hi Romy. I like to be a coach because I want to help my players to achieve their targets and their goals. I'm a coach because I believe I can inspire young players to grow in confidence and believe in themselves. And Stefanos, hi Stefanos. Um, I would, and Stefanos says, I'd really like to work in the football industry um, from other positions, except from the player's point of view as well. So, I think some really good, interesting answers there, Spencer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, thanks for those answers. Um, so the next question, uh, Boris, really about coaches. We mentioned a little earlier about we, we want coaches to create a safe environment for the players to learn and, and to make mistakes and not be in fear of making mistakes. What are the type of behaviours that the Croatian Federation are looking for from their coaches? Well, um... I think that uh, the most important thing when we try to think about the coaches and think about the quality of the coaches that we would like to have, uh, we can really say that uh, most important is knowledge, most, most important is education, then is also experience in work. And uh, every coach is unique. Uh, every single of them has own philosophy. We are very different, but in the same direction, football direction. And uh, the most important is to understand football game, to have a clear picture about the principles of the football game, uh, to recognize quality of the players, um, uh, clear aims and demands uh, in the training process, uh, how to control it, uh, how to correct, how to choose the right, right uh, exercise, right game, um, how to change all behaviors, um, uh, every single coach has to know that he has to change. It is not good to be same all the time, because if you are same all the time, you can't change players to be better, because you have to be better all the time, and you have to learn, and you have to learn for the new uh, experience, for the new knowledge, for the new uh, documents that will interest you to improve your work, 
And if you are like that, then you will have opportunity maybe to be recognized as a good coach, for example, in Croatian FA. And also, after all, if you are working very hard and working very well, everyone will see you. Everyone will find you and you will be like a top in the pyramid. You will be uh, like uh, ice uh, in the water. You will be up. You will not be down under the water that nobody can see you. You will be up and everyone will see you and choose you and be, you will be right for them. That is something maybe they will explain what we are looking for. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Boris just mentioned there about how it's, you know, it's 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 about it's about the knowledge, and you know, we have this conversation, don't we, in England here all the time. But but who's policing the knowledge? You know, who's 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 setting the bar? And and yeah, how how, how does that work, Boris? Because this is what we talk about every single week. We can drive by a training session, and we're looking at what's going on, and we're like, what are you doing? But who's policing what's what's going on? Is that the Croatian FA? Yeah, well, uh, when we say that we care about football, that is something that our FA do. And it is our, uh, well, aim, the main aim to care about the football, no matter in which way, no matter in which level, no matter in which part of the Croatia, we need to care about football, about everyone which are involved in football, for every single child, for every single uh, lady, every single player, for uh, every single spectator that will come and want to find out when he would like to go to watch a game, uh, how to develop clubs, how to educate coaches, uh, how to give them opportunity to, to develop themselves, uh, how to exchange knowledge with other coaches out of Croatia, um, uh, where they can find some interesting thing to see, to listen, to watch, um, delivering of everything that we find out out of Croatia when we have some webinars and seminars and workshops, training sessions. We have so many co coaches out of Croatia and they are very happy to help, to show, uh, to deliver and uh, uh, exchange knowledge with others. So that is something that we do. Yeah, I think uh, you're right, Ryan. This is a, you know, a conversation we have, Boris, over here where, uh, you know, clubs recruit based on someone playing 500 games, but they've never coached or managed before. And a lot of football club owners seem to do that. And, you know, our argument is knowledge is so important. And again, a real different blend of experiences, you know, for, his, for our coaches at Neffer, it's not just what happens in England. You know, we're, we're all gone Raymond Verheyen. I'm sure you're aware of Raymond, the Dutch educator. And get a real blend, uh, you know, of different experiences because you know, it's different views and, and different philosophies. And um, right, there was a, a question from Olga, I think, which might be a nice one to maybe introduce at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Olga, and hope hope you're well. Um, Olga asks Boris. Um, uh, hi, Boris. Um, can you provide more information on female football um, in Croatia? How is it structured? And do you use the same approach for coaching young females? Uh, as male, which is that's a great question, Olga. Yeah, thanks to Olga. Uh, well, it's a very good question because Croatia started to be uh, more. Uh, we we started to have more attention on the female football. Um, we tried to develop uh, from the early ages because uh, not long ago we didn't have uh, 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 young players that they have uh, some competition. 
And uh, we try to develop, first of all, that kind of uh, approach that to every single girl we would like to give opportunity to play. So in some clubs, we have uh, special uh, squads, female squads that are uh, in a position to play with only girls. But also we have some clubs that they don't have team, but they have opportunity to play for the younger uh, 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 child, younger, play, younger players, which are uh, uh, guys. And uh, that is something that uh, also will develop that uh, play, female players on every single uh, stage of uh, quality and uh, level of competition. And also new things that we have, that we have instructors for the female football uh, all over Croatia, that they care about uh, them. Also, we have a final selection process uh, for the teams under 15 uh, that uh, is now over in Croatia. It was uh, last week. So it was really impressive to have uh, uh, approximately 100 uh, uh, girls uh, on the one place, uh, young play players, female players. And also when we say about the coaching, I know that is also very important as a, a head of education. We started this year first time, special uh, dedicated course for the ladies, uh, also supported by, uh, from UEFA uh, that we try to deliver information to the ladies, how to be a coach, how to deliver important information and uh, uh, lead training sessions with the children, with the female, with the young girls. And I think it will grow. We, we now have a very different situation, very different situation when we compare in 15, 20 years ago. And um, I'm very proud that that opened for everyone because I think that uh, in, uh, you, uh, in uh, Europe, we have so many uh, excellent examples of the quality uh, when we speak about the female players. Brilliant. Thanks for the question, Olga. In, in terms of um, just going back to, to the coaching process, Boris, and uh, interventions, and uh, we, we hosted Albert Capellas, uh, I'm sure you'll know, um, in January, and he was talking about the interventions when they go and it's a 90 second, that's it, in and out kind of thing. And and I, you know, I've experienced uh, a long time ago as a player where my coach would stop the practice and I'd be there for 10 minutes and yawning and thinking, crikey, you know, get on with it. I mean, you know, what, what do you encourage the, the Croatian coaches to do in terms of interventions? And I know the context can be different, but it's like an overarching message that you give them. Yeah, uh, well, uh, the main thing, I think, is that uh, training process uh, cannot stop. You have to... Uh, have training process in total all the time and give information during the training process because you want to develop everyone on the field. And I think that also knowledge of the coach is important uh, start to, uh, try to try to intervene in every single situation when needed. What is the crucial? Crucial is the eye of the coach. Crucial is the time when he will react and crucial is the time when he will spend for that intervention. Because 
if you try to speak so many sentences, so many words, you will not have any attention anymore on the field. Uh, every age is different. Uh, you have to try, the good, try to find good method to deliver information, uh, not critics, but maybe support in the way how they have to uh, create another movement, another solution or something uh, that is concerned uh, football game. And uh, also it is sometimes that some method is not working. And the second time, first time is a good, and then on the second place, it's not very good. So you have to decide what you will choose. Um, details are very important. Details are very important. When we uh, see uh, players on the field that they are working in some exercise, you have to be directly to everyone, but not in too, uh, too long. You have to uh, give information very quickly. You have to react uh, promptly in that moment. Sometimes you have to stop, okay? Sometimes it's very big mistake. Sometimes you have to ask question. Sometimes you have to ask for the answer. Sometimes you have to give the right way where the player has to go to find another solution. But if you stop and wait for a as you said, for 10 minutes and explain everything and you have a, a discussion, you have a conference that sometimes <laughs> it is not very, very useful. You have to be uh, very quick, very quick. Yeah, uh, and I think keeping the, the number of words down and like I say, the, the key messages, make them very clear and, and not too many key messages. Yeah, of course. Appropriate way with a good message and the good words. Um, Spencer, there's a really good question from Stefanos there that I think feeds in nicely to what we've just discussed. Um, um, so there's a question here from Stefanos, uh, uh, Boris, and he asks you, which countries, in your opinion, do you think are producing talented coaches? Which other countries are producing talented coaches? Which countries are producing which, talented coaches? Yeah, which other countries? Yeah. Other countries. Other countries. Uh, we know Croatia, Croatia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big, big uh, well, it's it's a hard to say. Uh, well, uh, we we are uh, we 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 can see in uh, these days that uh, so many good coaches came on the stage. Uh, so many uh, different philosophies are now uh, in the top top role of the of the modern football. And it's interesting to maybe compare with the last years and the maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, last competitions and last qualifications that uh, in every five or 10 years, something's changed. Yeah. It's not that just person, it is, it is philosophy, it is approach, mm -hmm. um, it Culture. is idea, it is idea. And, and if you want to answer that, that question, you, you can't really say, the world or the country it is it is it is something that is process that is moving all around and if you if you if you see what 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 the uh, top top coaches are now on the on the on the on the roof on the top you really can say that there is so many different so different countries i, I think i think you've put it very nicely there boris because you know we had that phase didn't we where there was a bit of an obsession over Dutch coaches and Dutch way. And then 
you know, what Spain have done over recent periods. But there's been other teams that have dominated football, if you like, but they don't really tend to get the credit. Like the French have just been unbelievable, you know, over a long period. And, you know, we're going back 20, 30 years when we're talking about Davosukar and Boban. You know, why are we not talking about the great influences of Eastern European coaches? We don't talk about that, do we? So I think you've put it very nicely. What do you think, Spencer, there? Because it is, like Boris says, it's 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 more, isn't it? It's a culture. It's it's a coming together. The stars aligning in one particular time. Yeah, yeah I think it is. And, it, you know, it's a bit of a pendulum, isn't it? And you look like the German coaches coming yeah. through. So maybe the philosophy in Germany is those coming through the academy to the, the first, I think, Nagelsmann's one there. And I think... You know, in England at the moment, there's a bit of an obsession with German coaches and getting German coaches across. But yeah, you know, it, it goes in different phases. Uh, and I agree, you know, my obsession really is with Dutch football. You know, I love Dutch football. You know, going back, you know, Cruyff and, uh, and some of the heroes there, Van Gaal and other people that I follow. But, you know, I think it does change. Mm. What about in Croatia, Boris? Is the, is the, do, do the Croatian coaches, do they like the Spanish coaches? Do they like the German coaches? Is it, you know, where, where, where do you guys like pick your flavors up from? You always uh, uh, try to find your role model, to find yourself in philosophy that you want to uh, have during the, your career. Mm. And when you compare um, other coaches, yes, you can, you can really say in Spain, there is uh, so many good coaches. But there are also so many good players. There is uh, so many uh, excellent players, actually. Uh, there is a strong national league also, um, also in France, also in Netherlands, also in England. Uh, in Italy, also, you have always discussion about the quality of the coaches. Um, and you mentioned uh, once some coaches in the Eastern uh, Europe, but all of them are creating philosophy of today football and creating something for tomorrow. And it is like a process uh, in every single uh, personal life. You are changing and every philosophy is changing. Every idea of the game is changing. Uh, when Mourinho came, uh, came, he was something new. He was very appreciate uh, uh, football coach. Yeah. Uh, maybe someone will change that opinion today. Maybe someone will think for someone new that is better. Maybe quality of, I don't know, anyone who is now on the top can be uh, different in next five, six years. Because uh, quality of the football game is changing. Uh, idea is changing. You can see shape of the players. You can see idea Sometimes there is no attackers, so many middle fielders. Sometimes there is no uh, defenders, so many middle fielders and attackers. So philosophy and idea give you opportunity to be with the good players, actually excellent players on the top and develop your philosophy. If you don't have players, you don't have philosophy. You can try, but you can't. Maybe there is the hard way. There will be hard way. Good stuff. Thank you. Um, a question from me, uh, really, Boris. So a lot of academic research has criticised, you know, courses like the UEFA A licence and B licence saying, well, it's not relevant because it's not in the context 
of the coach. I mean, what, what's your view on this? And, you know, are there any other more preferable routes of learning that coaches can go down to develop? Yes, thank you for that question. It is always uh, uh, interesting to think about uh, connection uh, of scientists with, uh, with the football and uh, uh, institutes that are trying to develop coaches and they are really not uh, when we uh, when we see uh, experience uh, very much in charge for that. But uh, I think that good connection of uh, those uh, uh, institutes and education departments can be a benefit for the coaches because uh, every idea is very good if you understand how you can use it in football. Um, on the other side, uh, if you want to have good experience coach, you can't take it from the scientists and uh, from someone who will deliver something with which don't have experience from behind. Uh, everyone has to have clear picture about the football and that is priority. We want to be a football coaches. We want to coach. Um, if you want to use, uh, I don't know, some idea how to uh, involve some psychologist and uh, someone who has extra large knowledge about the uh, investigating who are the best players in the world, who are the best coaches in the world, uh, who has uh, so many um, uh, good examples on the YouTube. And uh, I think that is the real benefit is how coach can use some information he get. So, answer will be that you have to have uh, education departments which are in charge for the football and i think that uh, fas are now in the situation that they really have good opportunity to give that knowledge and that information and try to develop well we can say experience for them during the education process how to develop themselves in uh, in 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 a situation that they they want to be coach and they want to get license but if you want to for example uh, involve someone from the institute and from the national government uh, uh, education departments it is good it is for sure very good but you have to have a direction of the football because football is the base and we are here now uh, uh, on the on the most uh, uh, concentration talk we talk we talk about football and we talk about players and I think that uh, they are in charge for sport in total. So I will suggest uh, that uh, everyone uh, goes on uh, education department uh, in FA and they can then get so many information. Uh, that will be good to be a good coach. But on the other hand, I would like to say that it's very important to have connection with the, with the quality and the scientists because uh, so many information that we use in a football today, especially today, with so many data, so many uh, uh, informations we can get from them. Okay, so a combination. I think one thing I've um, you know struggled with you know in academia, Boris, is actually understanding the academic papers and the research. And maybe if it was a, a little clearer, 
in an easier language, maybe we could start implementing that, uh, you know, within football. I think that's a, a challenge for the academic world as well to get some of this good research across, you know, into football. Great stuff. There's another. Uh, there's another great question that's come through um, from from Kelvin. Um, I'm going to add to it if I can, Kelvin, because I think it's a brilliant. It's a brilliant question. And Kelvin asks. He says, "Do you think the English game is trying to align to a system? You know, the sort of patient build-up from the back. That's not really the historical normal style of play here." Do you uh, do you not believe that our way here is perhaps too structured for beginners? Hence, the sort of natural flair and technical um, players that you see coming out of Brazil and Spain is not a natural part of of, of our game. This is again uh, approach and philosophy that really has to be considered from so many angles, and. Uh, I really don't want to give any suggestion how is good and what is good and what we have to or you have to do it because it will change. And uh, I think that uh, a re responsibility of every coach is to give arguments of the strategy and philosophy that they have. And the uh, quality of the players, it's also something that will lead him what to do and what to choose and uh, I think that uh, some systems are also here to be changed. Now in the game, you have so many systems during one game. Yeah. Sometimes you can't catch what is happening in the first half, what is happening in the second half, yeah. what is ha happening during the first half, maybe two times. Uh, invention of uh, ideas are growing and uh, we, we know everyone in our academy that that understands systems and what is defense and what is attackers and how to uh, what what we need to do in defense and what we need to do in the middle and what to do then so yeah. spencer i don't know what you think i think we've had this conversation before you know i think you know some of the players that countries produce it's kind of a, a reflection of their culture as well i don't think it's any surprise that brazil produces skillful flareful players i've been lucky enough to go to brazil and if you're going down the shops in brazil you do a little shimmy as you go into <laughs> into the shops like and the same in spain you know the you know the renaissance started in spain the artists the the sculptures you know everything about it is artistic in spain and i mean boris do, do you think that there's still a bit of that that players are a representation of some of the culture of the country yeah uh, I can answer with the question, can you find the goalkeeper in Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. So, so that, is the something, that is something that is very, very interesting. Uh, I know that uh, there is uh, so, so many different cultures that uh, are also reflected on the team. Uh, for example, in Brazil, uh, there is, uh, well, can you compare it with responsibility in the game? Something that is maybe different in German team, responsibility mm. in the team. Mm. Uh, when we compare, I will not say country, for example, creation or uh, organization as a main strategy. Yeah. You remember Iceland? Yeah. Iceland, when you compare all games, you can see so many similarities. And if you don't see what is, who is on the other side, 
you will see that is you will think that is maybe same game because there is so many similarities so it's a responsibility but if you see something in brazilian teams for example you will see so many new moments new movements new um, situations so creativity that is something maybe that uh, can be considered as a difference but culture is also something something that will be shown on the team I remember um, Phil Neville, the uh, the ex England defender, saying when England were playing Brazil in the World Cup, it was the David Seaman horror uh, yeah, one, Ryan. And um, you know the England players were getting all psyched up and ready to go, and the Brazilians were like dancing in the tunnels of samba and stuff, and and just really relaxed about how they yeah. played. Which you know it defines you know the culture uh, of where Absolutely. they are. I've seen a few more questions coming, Ryan. So yeah. um, if I may, um, I'll go to Trevor next, and then we've got Ronald after us. And, and Trevor's saying. How much ownership do the Croatian coaches give their players in coach practice design and sessions? Uh, will you repeat, please? Because uh, two, two first words I didn't hear very well. Yeah, please. Okay. So uh, this one's from Trevor. So, how much ownership do the Croatian coaches give to their players in practice design and sessions? Uh, well, um... Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's very important to uh, give uh, to coaches uh, freedom to choose what to do. Uh, they have to, they have to be on the same level as a idea of the, for example, um, uh, head of the club or head of the football academy. But if you don't uh, put your own idea and your uh, philosophy in creation, then you are not uh, useful in total in the training process. You have to be, on my opinion, creative. You have to create so many uh, different situations in the same training process that will be different from the others and they are same in the total aim that you will have to, 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 to work on that uh, training session. So uh, if you want to be uh, successful and you want to be interesting and you want to have motivated players and you want to react that something needs to be changed. Mm. And if you would like to have progress of the player, you have to change every single training session on your opinion, but on direction, maybe what is appropriate for that age and appropriate for that team and the quality of the player. If you deliver something that is not appropriate, uh, that will be very bad. And would you give you know the players opportunity sometimes to say, you know, hey, you know, we'd like to do this tonight. Is that something that, that the coaches would do in Croatia and give more player ownership of the process? That is something that is something that is also available and it is also uh, possible. Uh, depends of the level of the competition, the, depends of the day, depends of the strategy on that training session that they will have, uh, idea um, what they have to reach on that uh, training session. And uh, I think that every single training session has to have a game during the training session. Have to has to have uh, uh, something that will give opportunity to com to to make competition, and coach has to 
uh, watch who is the best, who can do more, uh, who have some uh, things that he needs to develop. And if you have game, then that is something that is real based work on the field. It is not something that you will do as a drill because it's every, every time important that you have uh, on, the, on, on, the, on the other side active, active defenders. And then you can always see what, what players can do. On, or you can have, on the other hand, uh, attackers if you want to uh, develop some defending ideas that you create or you plan to do on the field. So, so a real blend, really, of guidance from maybe the, the head of coaching curriculum, the coach, and, and sometimes the player input as well. Yeah, I think it's, it is very important that it's flexible. It yeah. can't be straight. It can't be um, in, the, in the box. Sometimes you have to go out of the box to understand uh, that is something. If you, if you see pencil and you watch, watch pencil from behind, it's just a dot. And if you put it on the left or on the right, so there is a, some straight line. So I think that it is also same in the coaching process. You have to be always prepared to be flexible and to change something. Otherwise, there will be uh, just uh, something that is not, not appropriate and there will be no motivation. Yeah. Okay. I think, that, I think that feeds into the, the final question as well there from Ronald um, that, uh, who asks, when in Croatia, wh when do you start thinking about winning in player development? And it, interested that you say, like, you promote your coaches to have a game in every session. You want that competitive nature in your sessions. Does that equate to winning earlier on, uh, early on in development as well? Well, if you, if you don't think about winning, then it's not football. So <laughs> nice. I, I don't know any person in the world who don't want to win. So football is a game and one will win, one will lose, or that will be equal. So you, we can say fight for the, for the result, but when you talk about progress and development, then you have to be very careful if you want to be always uh, uh, concentrate of the winning for the next match, I think for the next match, that is something that will be one time maybe good. Winning mentality is very good. Potentially it is, it is needed, but you have to be uh, really, really oriented on development yeah. and development of the player. And then winning mentality will come. I mm. know that if some club will lose five games in a row, they will think that sixth will also be like that but if you on the other hand have five uh, games that you want that you will think that in six will be also one but yeah. if something change no matter what you have to be concentrate on development and follow progress of development of the player that is something that but you know in Croatia you know here in England now especially at young levels we've edge towards a way haven't we Spencer of you know we don't at certain ages there aren't leagues and, and and young players can't see how the other teams have got on is that is that like that in Croatia would you ever do that so you know there still wasn't a winning end point to even young games uh, I know that uh, 
sometimes it is uh, not very good to have competition which will allow someone to to uh, to go to the higher league or mm -hmm. go in the lower league and sometimes there is a bad situation when 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 some club could couldn't couldn't compete make competition in the same level like for example club in the neighborhood but i think that uh, in in croatia we 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 would like to have competition on the high level as mm -hmm. much as we can on the level that they have competition on the different level of ages mm -hmm. but uh, when we compare of uh, uh, the competition i think that uh, after 14 years old it is a really really uh, competition that need to be need to be strong need to be uh, uh, okay. like progress in in development and it has to be uh, on the high level for the clubs which are on the level that they has uh, good quality uh, on i think that uh, other clubs other clubs has to have uh, competition on the level that they are uh, uh, appropriate and they are they are good for for the competition in that kind of level but uh, if competition is something that is for coach or for the club that competition is not good yeah. only competition which will develop player that is something that we need to to have as a good competition Fantastic. Well, that 90 minutes has gone in an absolute flash. Um, uh, it has just gone so quick Yes, yet again. I've just made a couple of real sort of quick bullet points that I just want to recap that I've just sort of really, really stood out to me. Um, I think the first one, Spencer, was really how, um, how Boris talked about what he's, when you asked him what his job was and his, his answer was to care about the coaches. And I just thought that was, that was a sort of big, powerful moment. It wasn't to to manage the coaches or anything like that. And I think that was a bit of a theme throughout the 90 minutes that the genuinity that we're going to, we're going to care for these people to educate themselves, but we're going to police it as well. And yeah, I think absolutely. That's you know, invest in the, there. invest in the coaches, Ryan, absolutely. And show that level of care. And uh, a one word that um, Boris used on a few occasions, that was knowledge and knowledge. building knowledge. And that is so important if we're going to develop players that we understand the game we get a different blend of experiences and uh, you know it's uh, no coincidence that all these top players are coming out of Croatia because they develop coaches you know and the, the coaches are there and there's a real investment in that which I think is absolutely fantastic because at the end of the day coach is responsible for these players so that's where the investment is uh, but knowledge is that is the key uh, for me building knowledge and uh, for the coaches you know to go and get lots of different experiences and test yourself and take yourself out of your comfort zone um, I think that's really important as a coach. Yeah. Boris, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, I know um, that in a few weeks, it's going to be England versus Croatia, and I'm going to be sending you a few messages to hopefully knock you off your, off your, off your pedal still, and England would have, would, would have won. Um, so I really want to thank you for your time. Um, I know you've got a very busy summer ahead. There's the Euros, the, there's the Under-21 Championship, so I want to wish you all the best of luck um, with that as well and um, if you want to just say a few words uh, before we let you go that would be wonderful yeah uh, guys thank you very much that you invited me to be part of your uh, uh, show and part of your uh, communication with the coaches uh, I'm glad that I helped to maybe open some eyes 
to some of them. And I uh, think that some of uh, my idea will use uh, for your coaches in the future career. Thank you very much and give you so much success with your work. Thank you. Thank you so much, Boris. Uh, before people go, um, I'm really delighted to say that I can share um, uh, the next uh, webinar in the next, uh, the next Coaches Corner webinar. And it's uh, Monday, the 21st of uh, uh, June, where we'll be being joined by Michael Bunnell, um, Technical Director at La Havre. And Spencer, that's another great webinar to look forward to, isn't it? I mean, he's worked and developed some absolutely top, top players. Yeah, he really has. And um, I saw Michael speak as well about three or four years ago in London. And uh, he's, he's huge on you know scanning as we know it and visual exploration and you know, a variety of different practices that he shared on that day. Uh, really interesting guy, an excellent speaker. Uh, and yet again, I'm sure it's going to be a top NEFA coach's corner. I've shared the link uh, for you guys to register onto that in the, uh, in the chat box as well. So feel free to register and to share it. Uh, within your network as well. We'll be back in touch anyhow later on in the week. I did put in the chat box earlier uh, a link to um, uh, subscribe to the podcast as well on, on Spotify. Um, and you can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from as well. So um, we'll be in communication over the next few weeks, hopefully, so you can join us again in June. Uh, but Boris, uh, we'll, uh, we'll bid you good night and um, uh, good luck for the summer. And thank you once again. Thank you, Boris. All the best, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.